All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shusko. Gentlemen. Scott, can you feel the energy? We're going to do a real show today. We're going to do a real show and have real football Three days from now. That's true. We're recording this on Sunday afternoon. Hopefully it'll be out and give you a chance to listen to this before the matches resume on Wednesday. I would love to guarantee that. But lately in my life, even with brand new computers, Scott, as you alluded to when you showed up here at my house. Yes. As you told me and my wife, you guys are... Compu- this house is, is under a technology, technology curse. technology cursed. Yes. Right. Absolutely right. I, I have now, brand new computer, had to completely restart it yep. and wipe it twice. Mm. And it is ridiculous. You did yeah. fix it, though. I think so. Oh, good. We're about to find out. All it took was completely erasing the computer and starting afresh. Now, we know one thing to be true. In the three months since we've had Premier League matches, people have stopped listening to FPL podcasts. At least some. Most. Listenership has overall gone down. It's but- probably dropped by about... 50%? 65 to 70%. Okay, that's, that's even worse. That's significant. It's significant. But, right. you know, for a while, we powered through anyway, right? Yeah. We put on shows. We did all sorts of crazy shenanigans. Look, I was surprised, any, honestly, as Brian typically alludes to, we are surprised, Brian, that anyone would actually yeah. choose to listen to Again, us. yes, as usual, for the third, third or what year are we on? For the Four, fourth five. year in a row, I ask myself every time we sit down here, what are any of you doing? <laughs> right, uh, exactly. Not him. Just right. Him. No, sure. But we, we powered through with push-up challenges, yes. paid-up bets, breakfast cereal discussions. Greatest show ever, probably. Uh, you know, we, we, we toasted beers to Bayer Leverkusen and their team song. And we did all Great. sorts of crazy stuff. We got into the Bundesliga more than we probably ever have. Uh, but now, finally, we can get started. Now, Anyone who's subscribed to this podcast knows that even after all of those shows and all those crazy shenanigans, we still had a little bit of a break here between our last episode and this one. That was not intended by any means, but I want to go ahead and bring that out into the open here. We've had roughly a a three-week hiatus here uh, in the midst of everything that's going on just prior to the match's beginning. We weren't planning on that necessarily. Uh, We actually had sat down at one point during this three-week break to, to record a show, but the aforementioned technology issues kept us from doing that. So I hope you've missed us a little bit, and I hope that this episode of our show will be a little bit more like the normal shows that you've come to know and love. It won't be normal, Scott, because Brian won't be like prepared like he likes to be. Let's just let's talk about this. This is going to be fun because Brian, 
listen, it, unbeknownst to Scott and I, we knew Brian was at the beach last week. Mm-hmm. Literally and, and figuratively. Yeah. Literally. Um, he was there with family, having a great time, if that's possible. Yeah. And so, uh, but he's back. But so, we're, we're, I'm setting up, and Cheryl's like, is Brian, my, my wife is like, hey, is Brian coming over? I said, well, no. I, I think, aren't they coming back from the beach today? She goes, no, they got back yesterday. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so I called up Brian and said, hey, we're recording in a few minutes. Can you make it? And, of course, like a the, the team player he is, that's he's right. like, Hey, I, I'm I'm not gonna know anything, but I'll show up. Here I am sitting here, <laughs> knowing nothing. Yeah, that's right. Perfect, perfect. Did something happen that we're doing this this podcast? Just the start of matches in three days, my friend. Holy cow! Hey, Brian, matches start in three days. Oh well, that makes a big difference yes. about what we're doing yes. here. Then, and I've got some and a se- ton to talk about. A ton to talk about. We got some segments planned. The segments that you have come to know and love. Dave has a strategy that he thinks is a surefire winner. For I would love to claim that it's mine. The nine it's not remaining game weeks. It's okay. not mine, Good. but I, I've chosen which direction I think I'm going to go. All right, so you're going to hear that as we as we approach uh, game week 30 plus. Did you guys catch that, by the way? I noticed the 30 yeah. The plus. remaining game weeks are going to be all plus, plus. game mm-hmm. weeks. Interesting. So game week 30 plus is approaching. Uh, we're also going to talk about the latest news and what this means, the fact that a Norwich player, is t- as we record on Sunday afternoon, a Norwich player, heretofore unnamed, uh, has tested positive for the coronavirus. We're going to talk about that as well. Lots to do. Brian. Yeah. I know you're not ready, but are you okay if we get on with this? Let's get on with what we've got. So as we've already discussed, Game Week 30 Plus is approaching. It is the one and only double Game Week of the upcoming completion to the yeah. season. 92 matches remain. 12 of them will be a part of Game Week 30+. plus. It all kicks off Wednesday on June 17th. The four clubs with double game weeks, Aston Villa, Sheffield United, Manchester City, and Dave's beloved Arsenal. Juicy teams. In other words, ju- like players on every one of those teams worth owning. All right, let me ask you this, Dave. The number one most transferred in player right now, leading up to 30-plus, Jack Grealish. Yeah. Surprise? No. So, Brian, you know this, and we had referenced it. He had fantasy relevance before the break. His two opponents at home for this game week are Sheffield and Chelsea. Do opponents matter much to you right now? Um, I I don't know how they could. I think it should be a, a consideration before. Like I mean, you would you would think about it a little bit, but I just don't I just don't know how much it can possibly matter. On a normal start to a season, do you do you look at the matchups, or are you trying to put the best players on your team for to get you off to the right start? Now, Scott, and there's different re- ways to look at it, right? You would say, yeah, like I'm looking at the first four weeks. Like, what's my best team I can throw out there for the first four weeks? Because getting off to a good start is really important. Nailing this week, I think, is gonna be it's gonna be the difference between people winning and losing leagues. Doing this week, and there's about three or four different strategies you can take, whether you use a card or not. And and for those of you, if you don't know and you haven't looked at your squad and you're like, okay, well, I don't even know, you know, is it even worth it? You have unlimited transfers. Right now they changed it, so you have unlimited transfers. You might as well. This is like starting a new nine-week fantasy season, mm-hmm. sort of. Mm-hmm. You're carrying all your old points. But this is a new thing. So anyone who's used a wild card, now you kind of get another free wild card. Right. If you haven't used your wild card, you still have it. Mm-hmm. True. Along with your other chips. 
So Dave, let's go right into what your strategy is. What's the strategy that you are choosing to employ for the 92 remaining matches of the season? So I kept up with my team through three through the free, not three, free transfers that we had as the weeks kept going on. Remember, Fantasy Premier League's one computer mm -hmm. uh, yeah. that you know masterminds everything. They couldn't figure out how to reset it, right. or no, they didn't know what to do. They <laughs> so they just let it go. So you could make free transfers one a week. So I kind of kept doing that, kind of reworking some of the team. So I have a team that I really like, even on a restart. Um, but I man, I've been reading up a lot of different strategies. A lot of smarter people out there than me or or you, Scott. Thank you. Maybe not Brian. Um, oh, perfect. But, yeah, yeah. but coming up with different Hopefully. strategies. And so, honestly, there's, there's, a, there's a limited amount of strategies. Okay. But the one that I am going to go with is I am going to try to maximize players on this double match week. And, and I'll uh, tell you why. Okay. If it's not great, guess what I still got? You got your wild card for 31 plus. Yep. Yeah, so, I hear that. But does that mean you're going to bring in Samada in as a forward? To uh, get to three villains, because uh, I've seen double game week max right. lineups. So, so the, there's multiple ways to do it. So you can you can go for the double player, double match players. A lot of people are gonna do unlimited changes and do a bench boost, so that you literally have almost it's, almost 14 players yeah. playing double match weeks. You now, could well, you, you can only have 12. Just to be clear. Four clubs, three per club. You can only have twelve okay, out of fair fifteen. Enough. With no, no, true. Picks. But you okay? Fair enough. But you're still getting but the this extra. Is, this is probably there'll be never, there will never be a better time to use the bench boost in the history of FPL than, than right. game week thirty plus. Agreed. Unlimited transfers with because when you use your wild card, you can't also use your bench boost, right? Right. But this is an unlimited wild card transfer. plus bench boost. Essentially, it's a free if wild you, card plus bench boost that you can use. Yeah. yeah. So even if you don't have your wild card, which is where I'm at. So I'm, I'm, you know, for those who are listening and they're in the situation that I'm in, what you're describing isn't possible to be able to wild card right. into 31 plus. Sure. But even without that, you can still give yourself a boost, pun intended, by using your bench boost leading into game. Honestly, when when's it going to be a better time to use it? Agree, because we probably are going to know who's going to play. And here's the other thing: we don't know who exactly from the teams playing Wednesday because of match fitness. Not all of them are probably going to play. And or with limited time, possibly on the weekend, right? Because they haven't they haven't been really in match shape. So there's a lot of people out there, like you know, gonna be a little worried about what how it's gonna look going into the weekend. I've even seen some strategies of people saying I'm gonna go with Aguero and Jesus because yeah, there's a good chance that they're gonna be splitting times. Aguero might make it to the 60 minute mark. Jesus comes in and then it flips on week 31. So they're both possibly gonna be worth owning. So it's, I mean, I don't know if I'm going there. I might be able to go there. Um, when I start shifting my money around, you know, I might be able to make it. Uh, but it's, I do think that I want to try to maximize. It's going to be crazy going into the following weeks. But, like, if you played, if you're two cheap midfielders, like if my midfield was DeBrowna, Sterling, Grealish, McGinn, and Pepe or something. Or take McGinn out, drop in Saka, maybe. And I don't know if Saka's gonna be playing yet. That's I would I would I'll be careful before anyone is gonna throw him in there. You know, I, I'm just saying, you know, and then I could have a Bamiyang and Aguero and maybe even a Jesus, depending on the money. Three Sheffield defenders or two and then Henderson in goal. 
and, and Ederson, and or Ederson, right? So I'm just saying, man, there's some interesting stuff going on. Yeah. Are you concerned about Sokka? This is just to just to wrap that up. Right. Are you concerned based on some information that you have somewhere? Or is this more of like this just because of the uncertainty of coming back into this, you're not sure that he's going to? Yeah. Because I assume based I, on his price, I can't, I mean, he's he he is an extremely, he was already an extremely popular pickup even over the, for the limited transfers over this. I think restart. for me, it's just everyone's healthy for Arsenal. Okay. And so does Saka fit into that lineup if everyone's healthy? And and if so, what position is he going to be playing in? Is he going to be playing winger? Is it going to be him and Lacazette on opposite sides and then Lacazette in the middle? I, I just don't know how it looks. I know that he was playing great and everyone loved him. I'm just, I don't know. And, and he, look, he might, I guess probably because it's just the unfamiliarity of, I don't know, you know, his role yet. I don't know if it's been truly defined. It's just like, like Leroy Sané. We have to mention him yeah. as a possibility. He might be match fit. Talk about, you know, a pep roulette again with already Mares, David Silva, right. Bernardo Silva, you know, and KDB. And yeah. you're right. And well, I feel like I feel like De Brown is the safest. Probably so. But bottom line is okay, now they got Leroy Sane. They got another weapon right. out there. So I just for me, Brian, getting back to your question, I just am not secure on is that a real thing yet? And maybe after week one or week thirty and he starts, I'll be like, okay, yeah, okay, now now he's a real thing. I that right. that's the part of me. I he's a the I just don't know. I just don't know what that starting lineup's gonna be. I just I, I was on record before everything. <laughs> before COVID nineteen. Before everything. Uh as not being a huge proponent of maximizing double game weeks. I don't know that your return is always what you expect it to be just because a guy has the chance to play twice as many minutes in a game week. And so three villains feels like the wrong move no matter what. And, and it might be. I mean, again, if you go with Grealish and McGinn, it's not bad. They both are scoring before. Yeah, it's not terrible. At least you get both, both of them with a little H by their team name. For what what home can games. home what sure. can home afford you? Well, in this a neutral home, really sort of almost like a no, almost home. nothing. Home but in a way, means almost nothing. I now. was gonna say it it could you know maybe there's maybe there is like that slight mental boost that they might get from thinking we're at home from walking out of their own <laughs> tunnel, yeah, <laughs> seeing their own hey, seats. At empty. least we're at home. Yeah, <laughs> you well, know what that that I think that might be worth referencing just fantasy wise. Most days, the best teams, if you play them on a neutral site, will beat a lesser team. Oftentimes, if you go to their home, they're getting energy from the home crowd, and it's different. There's a reason why there's a home field advantage. Looking at this going into it, probably need to consider this a little bit. There's going to be less home field advantage. Sure. So the better teams might kind of roll over teams when they – they maybe they they might not if yeah, the, if the fans were does that make sense? Well, yeah, and, and you're you have the example in this double week with Chelsea playing Villa as their one match. So so Chelsea with everyone healthy, Chelsea coming in there. That I mean, that's one that I just it seems like playing, that, that could be playing in a playing neutral, Villa, playing Villa. Who yes, they have. I mean, that that's the other balance is. 
the how much is the team that that has a lot to play for? How much can they play up? How much is you know because we're already you already have to think through. Fitness. Are you referencing Villa or Chelsea? Yeah, I'm talking about Villa has a lot to play for. Villa has everything to play for, and not only we've already said you know prior to all of this we talked about how how bad on paper Villa's schedule is for the remainder of the season, but Villa has just by position in the table like they they are going to have to fight and scrap for every point they can possibly get. So you just wonder. I mean, I can they play up? without their home fans can they play up to the moment without having what would normally be there for them something that that has been advantageous to them i mean villa villa has felt you know there are those moments and you know for villa at home they they're the team that needs it the most so the question is how much you know how dig how far how far down can they dig you know Mm. The latest news coming out of the Premier League, which has massive FPL ramifications, is the fact that a Norwich player has tested positive for the coronavirus. Now, during the break, we discussed this on one of our COVID-19-induced break episodes where we said, what happens when a player becomes ineligible to play because of a positive test? Well, here we are. This is now reality. Uh, Dave, at the time, when it was all hypothetical, you said, they don't play and the the club keeps playing. Even if it's my arsenal, fine. They sit out. The best squad that can play plays, right? right? Do you still feel that way now that it's reality? Absolutely. All right. Do I you, do. Do you have a Norwich player in your FPL lineup right now? Technically, yes, I do because I have it. It's Todd Cantwell. Yes. He, uh-huh. Is there a chance that he's the one who's got it? Well, that's the question, right? I have Todd Cantwell in my team. I have this fear now that Todd Cantwell is the one who is going to be out because he's the one who tested positive, but we don't know. Because his name's Can Cantwell or Cantwell? Can- Canwell uh, should no, we change it's, his it's, name? It's Cantwell. But here's the thing: <laughs> worst we time don't... to ever be Cantwell. <laughs> we won't know unless there's some kind of leak, like to or the media. protocol. There's no or protocol. something, right, Scott? Now, on one hand, I get why you would keep the identity of the player anonymous. I don't. Why? I mean, I don't think there's anything to gain from that. Not even from teammates or anyone else who comes in contact with him. If you got it, broadcast it. Because then everyone else around you needs to know. Or who's been in touch with you needs to know. You don't keep it secret. I mean, I would hope every player at the club knows who their teammate is. If you keep it secret, fair enough, though, you are you are contributing to possibly other people possibly spreading it. Right? Yeah. Either way, someone on Norwich will not be playing this coming weekend. That's right. And as Well, an they, FPL, they won't be there at all. Right. Because they'll be quarantined. Right. But by then, you know, Wednesday is when the game week starts. Mm-hmm. So we'll have our lineups locked in. Before we'll know who it is. You are going to need a full squad more than ever, in all likelihood. Yeah. For the last nine weeks of this season, because this is going to keep happening. Right. We're going to have and to. We're not, not going to know. Not, who it is. not already, not, not only because of five transfers per match. That already mm-hmm. is going M- to. Muddies make, the waters, right? Yeah. That already makes selection headache even, even uh, more. Migrainy? Is that the <laughs> selection migraine? Yeah, yeah, I hear it's that. It's not not just a normal selection. Head. Well, in light of that, the FPL scout, you know, the the scout who writes articles for the FPL website, they've already published some names on who could benefit. So not not FPL owners benefit necessarily, from... but players who could benefit from the additional substitutions okay. that are going to be allowed in each match. Sure, people that we might want to look at. Two names stood out to me, both forwards, Mason Greenwood. Sure. Oh, yeah. And Divock Origi. Okay. 
Yeah. So are we, can we go into this one, one level deeper? Sure. Or, so we had mentioned this weeks ago about the safety or what I, you know, what I would say is an apparent safety of center backs, the players who are expending what you would expect is the lowest amount of energy. Typically. Running forward. So we, are, are we assuming that it is attacking players overall who are the ones to face the most likely rotation here? Abs- I do. Per- I, still, I still will ride that fence that I think your central defenders are going to be more or are going to be less substitutable more than relevant, any other position. More relevant than normal, for sure. Okay, and so if it's attacking players, do, but, so we, but we're not going to make massive changes to – Big names because they're still big names. What I'm what I'm thinking is like, so especially if they're playing functional wingbacks here, anyone on the left and right running up and down the flank seems like there's that seems to me a place if there is going to be shifts. You know, that, for a few game weeks until everyone's up to match fitness, right. I would say well you know, for sure at least at least I, for this at honestly, least in this early stretch or yeah. yes or no. I've been with you, but I just thought I had a thought that I kind of backed off on a little bit. If this was the start of the season, would we worry about that? No, you'd pick your wingbacks, right? I'm just wondering with so training. So, but word, up like, to this point, training would have been going on normally. They would have already been playing. Like there's there have been closed, matches, closed doors, been friendlies, and stuff like that. I, but they've been practicing for at least a month, okay. right? I mean, let's just assume not quite that long. Well, we're but what I'm saying I, I, is I, you know. the match fitness of all of this. How uh, how concerned are you about them just being able to jump back into this, going full speed and playing sixty or seventy minutes? But there's another element to this speed. too. I agree with you, Dave. If you're looking at it as week one equivalent, right. you're not looking at then that's maybe not as much of an issue. But then you got to look at the frequency of the matches as they start. So then there's another issue, not just in the first few matches, but as they progress. Clubs are going to be playing two matches a week. Scott, I haven't dove completely deep into the schedule. You're telling me right now that there's going to be Premier League matches scheduled for weekend and midweek. Not every week. Some of them, like Game Week 32, is spread out over a week. But to kind of speak generally to this, so the major- so Game Week 30 starts in the midweek. Sure. And But the, all, then there's a full and then slate of matches plays on, on the weekend. weekend. 31 is the following midweek. 32 starts the following weekend. Oh, now, wow. 32 is spread out over five days, six days. So that one. So there's will, four games within the first 13 days. Is that did I I understand that correctly? There are. Well, not for everyone. It'd be three games for your beloved Arsenal. It's pretty close. Four to games, that. yeah. Wow. Yeah, for those teams with double game weeks. So I mean, and then there are, like, there's a stretch where 33 through 36, it's midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend. Like it's 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 okay. four oh, so, and two weeks. So that is, I mean, that is because they don't start the regular season for the most part unless you're qualifying for Europa playing midweek match, uh, midweek matches, right? Yeah. So the, some clubs are going to be used to that pace. Some are not, and, and so you're going to have definitely massive rotation. So again, that just goes back to what we said before about those secret coronavirus positive tests. You're going to need, for fitness purposes, to have 15 playable players. In your fantasy squad, yeah, it's going to be a must. Not just for a bench boost whenever you decide to play it, if you haven't already, but because that's what it's going to take to field a full lineup mm-hmm. in most of these game weeks. Wow! All right, there's a lot of strategy that we've discussed in there. Uh, we're going to come back to some more, but I'd like to interject a little bit of silliness, if I might. I love it. 
Every week on this podcast, just about every week, whenever it makes sense to do so, we have something that we do. It's an award we give out called the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award. Yeah. I'd like to alter that award just a little bit. Uh, The Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Pandemic Award. Wow, that's big. I'm going to give it out to anyone in FPL who played a chip during the pandemic. (laughs) We discussed this throughout those shows, uh, the COVID-19 era of our podcast. We discussed how there were people, hundreds a week, who were playing their wild card specifically. Uh, This was able to be found on the FPL homepage of the website. Hundreds of FPL owners played their wild cards. Now that the season's resuming, and if you still have your wild card, you'll be able to use it during these last 92 matches. I'll bet every single one of those owners would love to have it back, especially since we currently have unlimited transfers leading up. It's definitely a slap in the face if you've you've done that. It's wasteful, Dave. It's wasteful. wasteful, and I don't know why you were doing that. I don't either. They should have listened to our podcast. Use your one free transfer a week. I mean, it almost feels a little silly that I did that since we have unlimited transfers now leading up to 30 plus. Yeah, but we didn't know. But we didn't know. Right. No one knew. We didn't know. But what I did know is that if the season resumed. You wanted to be ready. You would want every chip you had going into the pandemic. There's no doubt. If the season resumed. And guess what? It did. So until the season was canceled, you should have kept all your chips. If you didn't, that is Benteke-level wastefulness, wow. and I'm calling you out. The dude. only thing that you could possibly say for someone is your cynicism was so high <laughs> <laughs> that you just said, you know what, this isn't happening. That's it. I'm throwing it away. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. They're not coming back. Liverpool's champs, and there's not going to be anything left for this season. Who cares if I play this chip? I'm going to play all my whatever player. Here comes all Norwich. <laughs> what does it look like with as many Norwich players as I can have? That's I'm going to make the worst team I can. The only, that would be the only way. And even then, you'd mm. still say, come on. Speaking of making teams, we're going to talk about our teams now a little bit and the things that we're doing leading up to this game week 30 plus. Because I think a lot of people are wondering what they're doing. And I know everyone's tinkering with their lineups if they're still paying attention. And hopefully sure. they are. The serious ones are. The ones who would listen to us are. Yeah. And so I want to go through, and I'm going to start with the so-called expert, the scout. So I got this email. I think everybody who's on the email list got this, but I got the email. It's the scout's, you know, season resumption email. Here's what, you know, don't forget to set your game week 30-plus lineup. So I got this email, and I saw the lineup that the scout put together. I thought we should debate it. I thought it might be interesting. So there are two goalkeepers that the scout recommends, and this is based off of— Is this planning for just week 30, or is this on a general reset? It's a general reset lineup. People who I want on my team. Mm -hmm. Okay. Goalkeepers. Nick Pope, which is probably not super controversial since he's the highest-scoring goalkeeper of the season so far, except his 30-plus opponent is— Manchester City. Right. And Bernd Leno, second goalkeeper on the scouts lineup. <laughs> I just want to agree with that. Come on. You can't agree with it <laughs> no. on principle. However, I under- you have to understand it. Matchups? Well, I well, mean, it's not that great. But you, so first of all, you get him, you get at least five saves against Manchester City. It's probably fair. And then you get the, Wild card of all wild cards, pandemic Brighton. <laughs> so, or if we're saying so, the sick, the sick bird. Pandemic if we can, <laughs> Pandemic. Thank goodness. Brighton. Is there a way to pun Brighton into COVID? COVID Brighton. COVID Brighton. 
Brighton. No, it's we'll, we'll work. It's on a stretch, it. but yeah, we'll, we'll work we'll, on we'll, it's yeah. not, it. I'm not saying it was good. I'm just talking out loud. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I just think you have two matchups where I'd say you can count on a lot of saves in one, whether okay. win or lose. And then and then you and then clean and then, and then Brighton. So well, I'll can, tell you guys right now. I sent so Leno. Okay, you could you could find a way to do it. Nick Pope. We said it makes sense. I did send out Nick Pope prior to 30-plus, okay. with every intention of bringing him back in. But I, I did send out Pope, and I had the money to bring in Dean Henderson. Yeah. I did go there with the double game week uh, for Sheffield United. You guys, why don't you guys do a bet about whether or not um, Sheffield gets two clean sheets against Villa and Newcastle? I, I won't make that bet. Well, oh my goodness. I, if, it wasn't, if I wasn't concerned about Newcastle's defenders scoring, I would make <laughs> that bet. Okay. I actually think there's a reasonable chance that they could get two clean sheets call me crazy. maybe maybe okay. i feel like sheffield I, I mean, this has is, the steel if this was if this was a if this was at any point prior to this week in the season and you saw villa and newcastle back to back in a double game week for sheffield 99% of active teams would have tried to get there's no doubt henderson into the so team. my on the restart my two goalkeepers would probably be ederson and henderson wow that's a lot of money um, you going for? Uh, well, first of all, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them both because I might bench sure. boost. You are bench boost. I, I, oh, man, it's tough to. I don't. Know, I agree. I, I don't. I, I don't know how not. you don't. So look, on yeah. the, and I'll, and I'll always say this: There's a lot of people that start this season, and I've said this before on this pod, uh, FPL, and it's like they play for like the first ten weeks, and so and they use all their chips in like the first ten weeks, and they want to say that they were leading the league probably when they quit or whatever. So many people <laughs> play bench boost. Yeah. In the first week. And I've said it before. I never thought about it until like this past year. It makes it does make a lot of sense because chances are you know who's playing. You, most of the time you know by the start of the season who's playing. Hmm. And so if you get all the starters, you can't say that the rest of the year. Yeah. So oftentimes. Right? I have so, Ramsdale backing up Henderson, but that's not I, – I, this is not – Are a you going to unlimited tra- – you got unlimited transfers, I Scott. I do. I do. I, I don't hate the Crystal Palace matchup for Ramsdale. That's the thing. Yeah, watch out for Jordan Ayew. Oh, yeah, right. I'm, I'm so scared. Uh, all right, defenders. Uh, from There's the no doubt Ayew scores because of that. Wait, you just <laughs> what did wait. you do? You just, just cursed it. Jordan Ayew. <laughs> Why man. would you do Come that? Come on, dude. <laughs> so the scout has five defenders listed here. Interesting selections. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, number one. Mm-hmm. Sure. He's in my line. I mean, I, yeah, he's there in mine, too. Number two, Matt Doherty. Okay. I think that's a really good choice. By the way, that pronunciation was brought to you by the COVID-19 break. <laughs> that's right. If you've been listening to our episodes. Looking at, if you care about colors in the uh, matchup list, they've now reshuffled. They reshuffled colors? They reshuffled some of the colors. And uh, Dave, you'll be happy to know that Arsenal, uh, Arsenal is a Gray, gray matchup. matchup. They should be for yeah. So I feel like that was that's well done. Isn't that a reduction though? Isn't so Probably. this is this is sure. on this is for Wolves defenders. They Wolves playing Arsenal at home is gray. Right. Wasn't that red prior to? Couldn't tell you. It, I don't it, recall. Is that it a fa- like if, it. if it's a reduction? Is that that seems like a fair reduction? I mean, Arsenal could still score goals. I mean, Brian, your, just defensively your job on this podcast is manager of color codes. Like, yeah. you're the only one who looks at that. It's true. 
It's great content. I for our think show. so many people are making decisions and <laughs> will always make yes, decisions right. based on this. You are I right. just find this. I, I find that odd. Yeah. That uh, that they would that they would yeah, dis- I think it's di- that they would disrespect Arsenal this way. Well, but they they don't deserve the respect. What I'm saying, yeah, but that, that's why I'm asking you. They haven't scored a ton, and it seems like there have been matches where it's like, oh, this is where Arsenal's. Offensive prowess should really take over should here, be, and, and they and have not. Yeah, they haven't fair. done that a that's lot fair. this season. So I, I, I'm just, I see that now, and I just think it, it's still like, I feel like the color coding is more irrelevant than it has ever been in the history of this game. Okay, all right, fair enough. Number three defender, Indus Stevens, Sheffield United. That Ooh. makes sense. A lot although, of people are in Stevens. Although I like Baldock and Basham. I'm, that, that's I would I'm be more about. concerned. It's Enda Stevens. Um, I would like to confirm this really quickly before we um, before we do anything else. How much he has already rotated um, in games prior to this. Um, my, my, most of the season, he played ninety minutes, all but the last two matches, and one of those matches was an injury-related substitution. So Stevens, Stevens, so what you're Enda, saying is Stevens is Enda, a lock, right? Enda Stevens was a lock until week twenty-seven. He got hurt. He was substituted at halftime uh, in the Brighton match, and then played sixty minutes against Norwich. I assume that is still injury management. I'm so, with you though, Dave. For money purposes, I've got Basham. Right. For money purposes, now look, anyone, you know, on the restart here, this is different than the, obviously, than the beginning of the season because everyone starts off with 100 pesos, but pound dollars. Mm-hmm. But now you have all the, you have unlimited transfers with the money that you had already acquired. Mm-hmm. It's going to, it might give some people different options than others. It might give you a little bit more money so you can afford a Lundstrom. I mean, if I had a Lundstrom, I'd still roll with him. You know, but if you're but on the cheaper end of things, Baldock and Basham. Do we even need to debate great. that? Do we need to even debate Lundstrom? Lundstrom's Lundstrom starting Lundstrom position? As, Maybe. I don't feel great. I, I wouldn't. Do you want to do a bet? If you guys are too chicken to bet on clean sheets, will you will you be less chicken about whether or not Lundstrom I mean, plays a, a majority? It's a complete toss up. Will he play sixty minutes in both matches of the double of the double match week? No. I think he will. I'll take that. All right. Lundstrom, John Lundstrom plays 60 minutes or more in both the Newcastle and Aston Villa matches in the double match. I say no. All right, great. Put it on the board. Number four, token Newcastle (laughs) defender. The scout says Federico Fernandez. I understand that. You, you know, know what? I, you know who I have in my Scott, lineup? Scott, he's in for a goal. He's probably good for you a goal. You have LaSalle's in your I have Jamal LaSalle's in my lineup. Sure. And, and I think LaSalle's, uh, those two will probably be the starting defensive pairing, would be I, my guess. Federico Fernandez has been a bonus point magnet uh, as many matches as he's played. When he's good, he is almost a shoe-in for okay. bonus points. So, Rounding out the defensive list, Charlie Taylor of Burnley. That's fine. He's, he, he's, at 4. 3. he's at four point three. He's at four three. He's in yeah. my lineup, and I mean, that, look, that makes going, sense. Yeah, if you're going for a bottom defender, Burnley almost always is, is pretty decent. Now, Charlie Taylor is on my bench since City is the thirty plus matchup. Sure, and I might reconfigure if I do decide, like you were talking about, to bench boost. Sure, but maybe not because I don't have a wild card. I can't. Yeah, think but you of, have unlimited transfers. Oh, I see what you're saying because you can't. You, you can't know what fix else things. could be played in thirty plus, Dave? Free, free hit. hit. We yeah. didn't talk about that, but the free if hit. you still have it. Um, yeah. 
No, no. It, Why not? That could – I mean, I'm again, I'm not all about the double game week, but, you know, Burnley players are not the most attractive. I sent Pope out entirely to bring Dean Henderson in because I didn't want to have Pope and Henderson, but I, I could probably maneuver around to have both guys if I decide to bench boost. But, but Burnley doesn't make sense against City. So if I'm going to free hit or bench boost, I'm probably not going to have too many Burnley assets. But after that, Pope and Taylor, they're going to be right there for me. Yeah, sure. I don't have a problem with that. You will have four weeks after Manchester City where you can say Burnley is a viable there you uh, go. defensive option. Because that option as a – it's Watford, Palace, Sheffield, West Ham in weeks 31 through 34. You have one more bad spot with Liverpool and Wolves back-to-back in weeks 35 and 36. So, But with Charlie, I totally understand Charlie Taylor. We've already talked about Charlie Taylor, Charlie Taylor mm-hmm. a lot this season because uh, once he got his starting spot back and Eric Peters went where he belongs mm-hmm. as a backup to Charlie Taylor, um, he at 4.3 even now is an outstanding, uh, outstanding option. Midfield list from the scout is pretty uncontroversial. Kevin De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Number one. Number two, Mo Salah. Who I know will you not, might say. Who will not have no. Mane? KDB. Look, I want to bring this. Everyone right. has I, I don't, KDB. I don't think there's yeah. not one person it, who's not going to. Are you guys captaining KDB? Because he's my captain Probably. right now. Probably, sure. So, uh, Scott, brother Matt brought this up to me. He goes, you know Salah hasn't played any minutes in their lead up yet. And I'm like, really? He goes, I'm not worried or concerned. I just don't know what's going on. He goes, but if we get, you know, if something happens this week, I might be moving directly to Mane. I, I, ha- have, I have Mane. I have Mane as well. Right. Obviously, a lot of people own Salah. KDB and for whatever and reason, Salah hasn't played in the match, in, in the, the, their little build-up matches here. They're, they're friendlies. So a lot of people are starting to be like, what's going on there? Yeah. And you know who the number one transfer out going into this Restart is Mane. for all midfielders. It can't be Mane. It is Salah by a mile. A mile. Really? Salah I is if that's just for, for as midfielders sake. go. Well, of course it has to be, and I think that a very natural transfer for a lot of people. If you don't have KDB, of course you're gonna. You would easily sell Salah to get KDB. I think going into the, a, mm-hmm. a double week for him, and I think. I, honestly, I wonder how many people are willing to risk Raheem Sterling for the money in the event of coming back to Salah again in week 30, what would be week 31. Mm-hmm. Plus. Uh, right. 30, sorry. <laughs> 31 plus. If you could make the money work, I wonder if it's worth risking selling Salah, especially if you have Mane and Salah, which I do. Right. And I, I'm, I have kicked that idea around even in these five minutes of looking at this while we're sitting. Here. I would feel better on the restart of owning Mane than Salah, but then also like replacing Salah with a Sterling. Yeah. Even though Pep's rotation scares the crap out of me. Sure. sure. I feel great with my top three midfield, which is KDB, Mane, and then the scouts number three, Bruno Fernandez. Yes, you have you to give me a reason. You do own Bruno Fernandez right now. I currently still do too, okay. and that's who I'm going to want to wild card back in. I don't uh, care about the break. Uh, after watching him play prior to the break, I'm going to need a reason post break to send him. Well, out. And, and I think Pogba being out there, him and Pogba out that's there. That's the one thing that's that I free did. Free him up to even be more creative. Well, possibly. I did see that. Is that Pogba, if and when 
Assuming Pogba actually does step back out on that, that United again. team with Pogba back is going to be not if is, he's unhappy. Is that Pogba? Is that Pogba would be playing further forward and Bruno would sit a bit deeper. So in the event that that, that if that happens, if Just you see Bruno more assist opportunities, if you see Bruno shifting a little deeper, because that was what happened to Pogba. That everyone there there was that moment when Pogba as a as an attacking mm-hmm. midfielder. Mm-hmm. Could, you couldn't think of a more essential player to have when he is in that position. Sure. Especially when he was taking penalties. And then he drifted back, and then they shifted him around here and And then there. he got unhappy. Right. Pogba's not going to want to drift back. Right. Bruno if, would be more likely to do that. Yes. Bruno, Bruno, as a much better team player, <laughs> someone who seems better much more likely temperament. to... Temperament. Yes, yeah, seems much, much happier to... Less volatile. Right. That if that happens, you wonder if that diminishes some of his. It could, and if that return. happens, I'll send him out. Right. But until it does, Bruno's in right. my lineup, and it hasn't stopped anyone from. It hasn't stopped too many people from still buying him for sure. Number four midfielder, the aforementioned Jack Grealish, and then the fifth midfielder, Ismaila Sar of Watford. I love Sar. Still, I own him at the end. Currently, still own him. Um, Will you move I, him out? Well, so for this it, it, week. Well, it just depends. Like, if, so if I go all in for the bench boost in the double week here, um, you know, I will be if I wild card very quickly after that and kind of do a reset. Yeah, man, I'm I'm, I'm probably uh, you know. So and, and the advantage of ha- of doing that too is I get to see. I mean, how often, Scott, at the start of the season, by week three, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm ready to wild card. Oh yeah, right. I mean, usually by week four, at first international break, yeah. you're ready to wild card. Absolutely. So, so right now, if you still got it, you got a shot right now, unlimited transfers to do whatever you want to do, and then next week, if you want to, boom, wild card. And now, now all of a sudden, I got a little bit better idea of what's going on. I saw who started. You know, just a second ago, I know I was talking earlier about. You know, I didn't know who played. You know, so I, I was just for for Arsenal, of course, because for me everything's about Arsenal. So <laughs> right. I was looking at, at the la- they're friendly. Which How could never, it not be? They're friendly that they lost against Brentford, whatever. But they're the first <laughs> half they started. Uh, Saka started the first half, and Saka started the second half. He's uh, weirdly Mustafi and Bellerin, uh, along with Leno and Aubameyang, did as well. Everyone else was substituted. So Saka might be the play, Brian. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I taking a lot. I, I don't know what of... Saka would have done, and that was part of the reason why I was asking before. I don't know what he would have done. N- nothing seemed more dynamic for Arsenal than, than, having than him on when the field. he was there. Agree completely, and, and you're probably right. He would be a very good, cheap way to get two matches in if you do the double match week. I think he's what, Brian, 4 6? He's 4 7. 4 7. So mm-hmm. he. He's worth a look, and play, and tons of people are buying Guendouzi for that exact reason because uh, he's the cheapest. He's four two, which is, seems he just which doesn't seems have as crazy. much offensive right uh, options. I think it's, you're doing that for money first. It, yeah, it's a game. That's fair. Second. That's fair. Guendouzi. It's not impossible for Guendouzi to do something. It's just a matter of how many minutes is he actually gonna is he gonna get real minutes out there? And it, he hadn't. Uh, after game weeks, after game week fourteen, he played ninety minutes three times. So game week game week fourteen happened for Guendouzi. He played seventy seven minutes against Norwich. From game weeks fifteen until until virus, 
he played 90 minutes thrice. Mm. That's yeah. not a lot. No. Nope. Sticking with Arsenal and moving into the forward position, the scout recommends Aubameyang first. Death. Most death. All right. Who's there. not going to have him? Will you not have him? So here's my question. I currently have three mid-range forwards. Okay. Would it be better to have a Jimenez and an Abraham mm-hmm. or an Aubameyang and a Greenwood? Similar-ish money. I feel like you're limiting it too much. Like, get creative, Scott. Why I think couldn't is what it be? What, well, no, but could there be more options? Are you just saying, the way my team's set up, I kind of need to pick I would have. Are you saying just because the the way your team's set up, that these, I'm kind of limited to, the, like, I kind of have to make a decision here. I like, I mean, I don't want to send Trent Alexander-Arnold out. I like my top three in the yeah, midfield. Sure. So, so that does limit my options. So, so then, okay, so then you're just dealing with, you're kind of going def- or midfield defense or defense midf- uh, midfield, and then you get to your strikers and you're like, okay, now, now I gotta, I gotta make some bones. Here. Currently, like, my I gotta figure three, out what I'm gonna do. Currently, my three forwards: Raul Jimenez against West Ham, sure. Danny Ings against Norwich, Tammy Abraham against Aston Villa. There's nothing wrong with There's that at all. There's nothing wrong with that. What would be your other option? Bringing Aubameyang. If in? I went to Aubameyang, that would be a significant change in my lineup, and I'd have to do a. Right. I love Tammy Abraham. That's about a four-pound change. I love yes, Tammy exactly. Abraham on this. So I'm going to have to go down that significantly. Much you might even have to make multiple changes. It's true. Now, I'm going to go ahead, and and this might be controversial, but we all know that the masses are dumb, and just prior to mm. the. Uh, COVID-19 inspired break here to the season, we created a new segment called the Dumb Mass Move of the Mm, Week. And uh, I have one. I have one for today's show. I think the fact that Danny Ings is the most transferred out going into the resumption of the season, I think that is the Dumb Mass Move of the Week. Danny Danny Ings is playing Norwich in 30-plus. Why would you send him out now? Only to get someone like Aubameyang. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't, I really don't know. Ings is probably healthy, which is a key for him, and he's playing Norwich. He does crack the top, oh, twelve of transfers in for forwards. <laughs> Number one overall transfer out. Yes, almost two hundred thousand transfers out. Yeah, doesn't make sense to me. I just think, no, well, so I agree. It doesn't make sense when you look at it on paper. I think people are just looking at, there's there's juicier things I can go after. I'd send out Raul before I sent out Ings if I'm going to move up. Well, let's say if you're, I mean, if you have him and you're looking at, I can go from him to, I mean, Tammy Abraham is a highly popular choice. Mm -hmm. It's with good reason. I think that's a, a, or if you can, if you can send someone out to move money around somewhere and you feel like you can maximize your midfield in a way that you couldn't otherwise. I still I agree with you though. I mean, I think if if you ha- if you kept him this long <laughs> and you're sending him out right this moment, which if there's yeah. that many people who are sending him out right now. I mean, doesn't make Welcome back sense. to the game, first of all. <laughs> Second, I guess it just yeah, it, the matchup doesn't seem to dictate that. It seems yeah. like this would be a good time to now, I did have Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and I replaced him with Tammy Abraham. 
I do want DCL. I think Everton's got a good stretch of matches, and I do want DCL in my lineup, but he'll be a transfer in after they play Liverpool. Yeah. I See, then the other good thing that they did, I, I mean, thankfully we're not also worrying about price changes at this point. Right. But thankfully they lock the prices at this point. But, uh, but yeah, if everyone's back in, this is I, – I feel like this is the fastest amount of price changes we will ever see. Oh, agreed. As, as, soon, as, as soon as week 30-plus kicks back off again, <laughs> I, so tip, everyone tip, better tip. be ready by 8 p.m. in whatever time zone you're in. So tip to our listeners, to get, yeah, to Wednesday get, night, check yeah, your lineup. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no doubt. You have got to see immediately who, what only the transfers are. more matches in. played, but check your lineup. To yeah, avoid price drops. Right. Yeah. I hate that, by the way, but it's what it is. Yeah, it is, what yeah. it is. Uh, by the way, the third and final forward for us is to discuss from the scouts line, Marcus Rashford. Yeah. Highly Great. popular, and everybody seems to say uh, he's looking very normal. And and this... A normal Rashford is there, ownable Rashford. That's true. With their schedule, which I know uh, with the... You know, you already talked about Mason Greenwood. After they play Spurs... No one has a better schedule from week 31 plus than United. the end of the season than Manchester United. Wow. There is nothing. Maybe you look at Leicester in week 38 and you say, not the best that it could be. But still, there is nothing about their, their uh, schedule from weeks 31 to 37 plus that you say, yeah, I don't want to have them there. In fact, you would just say, if I have three at any position, I would take that. Now, before we hit the stretch run of this episode, is there anything else you want to add about how your lineup is configured, Dave, and the strategy you're employing? No, again, I, I think I, I am going to do a – I'm going to maximize – I'm going to use the unlimited transfers. I'm going to set my team up for the double match week, and then I'm also going to probably bench boost. So I'm really going to try to crush – you know, it might not be every single player. You're right, Scott. I probably won't go with uh, – um, I probably won't. I saw that in an article. Because that might just be one less right. transfer that I need to make for the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I might not go with three Arsenal players, it might just be two, but my the other guys I'll be I will have in there will might like might be a Trent Alexander Arnold or someone like that. So in other words, like I'm not gonna have to make a transfer just to see if possibly I can make it through. I mean, let's let's be honest. I before, you know, I had three currently I have three Sheffield players. Like in my lineup now, um, I have two Wolves. You know, I have two Liverpool players. I have three Liverpool players. So, in other words, I could possibly still have, you know, a mixture of some of those along with these other double match weeks. I mean, who's going to be upset with having three City players? No one. I mean, if you have, you know, Sterling, De Bruyne, and Aguero, I mean, who's going to be upset with that, right? You're not going to be upset, but that's a huge amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, but I got bills, dog. Well, I, what I'm saying I got is, money. Well, like, so I'm looking at it right now. If I say, if I do it, and I'm sure this, you could, you could do this. I'm sure there are other people who are going to try this. If I put a Bamiyang in as a forward, given the makeup of the rest of my team right now, right, that's a huge jump from where I was before. For for me, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people had Aguero or a Bamiyang. Bamiyang was more popular for sure. But if you have to, like for Scott, like he was asking earlier, if you have to move up to him, that is a huge strain on a lineup that likely already has at least Mane De Bruyne. Right. De Bruyne. De Bruyne. You know, in the lineup you know, already, if you have Salah and Mane, which, which plenty of us did, 
that's a lot of money. So, hey. so that's the reason why I totally understand shifting things around. But yeah, but there's a huge there's a huge strain here, and it just it, it it's going to change things a lot because the premium premium uh, now has uh, is going to be a preferential choice, and it's gonna it's gonna force you into taking Pepe Reina as your backup goalkeeper for a week. Whether or not you want to stick with that, if that's something that you're going to be okay with, uh, you know, or or putting a Matt target in your defense for four point four, you know, are you really? Is this something that you're willing to stick with for the rest of the season? Right. If you don't have a wild card to to shift this around later on, it makes the decision making a little more challenging. That's fair. Quick note on Tammy Abraham and all the other Chelsea kids and any other kids who are playing in the Premier League. Uh, you know, typically we, game weeks thirty through thirty-eight. You know, players when they're younger, they haven't played a full season like this. They're more run down. They're less desirable as options. But if this is now an an equivalent to week one, I mean, Tammy Abraham is very attractive to me in my lineup. Second thing I want to mention is I did max out on blades as well, Dave. Blades. How I did it was by going with John Fleck in my midfield. Yeah. John Fleck at five zero in the midfield. That's not a bad choice for a Agree. game. I love, I love yeah. a John Fleck. Last note. Americ Laporte, by all accounts, yes. should be back. He will be back, definitely, in my lineup, and he might be one. That's another reason. You know, I'm probably going to go with yeah. maybe an Aguero, De Bruyne, and then Laporte, maybe not Sterling, and maybe, like, keep a Mane or something going into it because I think you're right, Scott. We all know, Brian, especially you, because how much you love John Stones, that when Laporte is in the lineup, City's defense looks way better. Yeah, yes. right? Different team, right, when Laporte's in there? All right, we've waited way too long for this, but it's time to hear a word for our podcast. I brag about you oh, yeah. Hello. I'm Jose Mourinho, manager for Tottenham Hotspur. It's been gone so long. I get a bad rap. But as Scott pointed out during the pandemic break, there's good in me too. Sure, I broke the law by trying to get Tangy and Dombele into shape. But I also served an elderly community in need. And now, I'm supporting Phoenix Roasters. Why, you ask? Would I support a coffee roaster in Duluth, Georgia, United States? Oh man, I wish it was a chicken roaster. Because Scott told me to. I mean, these are his words, and this isn't a real sponsorship. Please tell me you figured this out by now. Anyway, Phoenix Roasters has a mission to create local and global change by using direct trade and the top-ranked Arabica coffee in the world to provide dignified and empowering work for underdeveloped communities. With millions of under-resourced families caught in the cycle of poverty, you can provide dignified relief and hope by drinking excellent coffee. I mean, how cool is that? Honestly, Phoenix Roasters probably has a better chance with their mission than I do with Tanky. Anyway, visit phoenixroasters.coffee to learn more. That's phoenixroasters.coffee. Thank you. Nice. I might do that, actually. No, you should. Uh, Phoenix Roasters, I actually drank some this morning, Brian. This is. And did you share it? This is one of the first real... Listen, I don't know how we got Jose Mourinho to do the spot. Scott, well done. I don't know how you did it. Uh, that must have cost a fortune mm-hmm. to get a Jose to do that, but well, well done. Now, Phoenix Roasters, man, support them. They will uh, send a coffee to your door. I have some here in my house. It, they are fantastic. I had the Guatemalan dark today. I love a good dark bean, mm-hmm. Ryan. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and it is so smooth. It is fantastic. 
with Manchester City coming up into a double game week, I thought it might be a good time to bring back an old segment one more time. Okay. The John Stones ownership update. Wow. John Stones ownership update. Long-time I- listeners of this podcast will know that John Stones historically has been an overvalued, overowned fantasy Premier League asset. But this year, things finally came back to market normalcy. But as we head into a double game week, I wanted to make sure that that was still the case and that people weren't going to John Stones thinking he'd be a good option uh, since City have 180 minutes to play. Brian, can you look up the John Stones ownership for me? I can't wait to look up the John Stones ownership for you. Would you like to know how much ownership John Stones What is the percentage, has? Brian? I'd like wide. Please tell me it is not more than 1%. I will, I will give you and Dave the option of selecting, is John Stone's FPL ownership more or less than 1%? Definitely more. Not even a question. I'll go less. It is exactly 1%. <laughs> question. I should have known that he'd do something like that. John hey, Stones. that's 1%? John Stones is currently owned, well, at least by by uh, the amount that's showing, selected by, around 70,000 people. Yeah. Wow. Across, the, across FPL. So wow. works out to about 1%. Why? No idea. <laughs> As we head into the end of this podcast, I just wanted to give a quick refresh of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast league table. This is the first season. Remember the start of this season 17 years ago? It feels like it was 17 years ago. (laughs) Uh, We started our first ever season with a podcast mini league. We've got many of you who uh, have joined and we're grateful for it. Just a reminder of who the top three are in the league. Number one, and it's not even that close, Downing Young Boys is holding it down at number one. Game of Throw-Ins, number two. FC Gooty, number three. And we've got some longtime listeners who are just below that as well. We're grateful for you. We are back. You're back. Good luck to you as you attempt to win the first ever Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast Mini League crown. Dave? Yeah? We've done more than we should have to get people ready for Wednesday. There's no doubt, man. So excited. So excited that Wednesday we will have uh, City and Arsenal and we will have Sheffield Villa. The Premier League season will be back underway in a weird form where there will be no fans and there will be five substitutes. But guess what, Scott? It will be back. It's true. It is a nine-week race, not necessarily for the title, but at least for European spots and relegation. And that because the relegation fight is going to be really fun to watch. It's going to be amazing. We'll be really excited. Hey, for the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.